Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MAC Championship episode of the Huskies on the Tap podcast, live from Fatty's Pub and Grill. Tonight, we have the pleasure of being joined by four members of your MAC West Champion Huskies out of this week's MAC Championship. If you're not able to make the show in person, it will be available via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. All previous live shows and interviews with other fatty sponsored athletes can be found in that exact same spot. To my left, I have starting quarterback Rocky Lombardi. I have super back slash athlete slash whatever position coach Hammond puts him in at Clint Rakovich right here. And then on my right, I have tight end Liam Sorahan. And on my far right, I have Braden Patton. So first and foremost, congratulations on making it this far to the season to have another opportunity to win a football game and potentially win the match championship i'll start with rocky and clint you guys are the new guys you guys transferred in from other schools before this season when you guys signed your letter of intent back it may have been i think yours was in january right and then yours was a little bit after that did you anticipate being in this position of having a chance to win the mac championship in your first year here uh yeah yeah i did you know that was one of the reasons why i, why I chose to come here uh, i wanted to be at a place where i felt like i could win a championship and help change the program and you know uh, we're here, so definitely no. this could be a possibility. And then Clint, for you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, day one coming in, uh, young football team, but had a lot of talent, and, you know, that was just kind of a mindset from day one. We just everyone got straight to work, and that was always on our mind, you know. Early on in the spring, that's what we broke it down to, was Mac champs, so. And then to my right, I have guys that were here for last season and the previous season where we weren't able to be as successful as we'd like. But what does it mean to be able to see this team turn around from 0-6 last year, from worst in the division to first place in the division, with a chance to win it all on Saturday? Uh, yeah, it means a lot. I mean, I think it's awesome. It just shows how much we worked in the offseason, uh, how much we put into it, you know, how much our uh, coaches, coaches, how much the players care about this. And then, Brayden, for you, what does it mean to be in this position at this point in the season? Yeah, I think uh, Liam said it shows our hard work. Uh, you know, we put in all the offseason um, and the dedication to uh, everyone in the program. So. And then we'll, uh, we'll get rid of the elephant in the room. You, you and uh, Brayden and Clint were both with us at Mac Media Day. We saw the poll. Uh, we saw everyone, you know, blue check, me, blue check mark brigade on Twitter, put you guys last, everybody above put you last. No one expected you to be here. Instead of saying what it feels like to prove them wrong, how does it feel to sit here in this position and say that you guys proved yourself right and are now in the MAC championship? Yeah, I mean, I would say for us, you know, we don't really care about the polls, to be honest with you. You know, like, it is what it is. You know, people think what they think, but it really just comes down to what do we believe in and how do, how do we take that relief to work every day. So, you know, you can put us last place, doesn't matter, we're going to work the same. I will have you know I do not have a vote in that poll yet. We'll say yeah, maybe one day, but definitely not this year. Coming for you? Uh, yeah, like he was saying, it's just it's kind of funny troll, you know. We just look at it and laugh. But uh, to be honest, it doesn't really feel like a surprise that we're here. You know, like I was saying early on, everyone was saying it. You know, we were believing it. So now that we're in this position, it's just a testament to our hard work. And then, Liam, for you, you get to go back to your home state, back to Michigan. You got a lot of friends and family coming out to see you on Saturday? Oh, yeah. I, um, so it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun to see them around one day. A lot of friends that I have come to the game, I've really seen me play college time. It's such a far drive, so a lot of them will come in, which will be awesome. Have you gotten a chance to play there before at Fort Field? Or? Yeah, so, I mean, in college, I, I was on the team in 2018, so I was able to play there. I was able to play where we played in the uh, football. 
And then I played a couple games there in high school, so I have a pretty good record there, so I'm hoping that uh, I range through. It's knocking on wood for you. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I need to see a touchdown from you on Saturday. A touchdown from Liam. Can we make that happen? Certainly. I mean, this guy steals all the touchdowns. I think he beats the conference in touchdowns. And it doesn't matter if it's from the one-yard line or our own, you know, three- or four-yard line. He can make it work. What a hell of a run out there last uh, last game against Western Michigan. But on a more serious note for you guys, knowing how hard you guys have worked in the game, to get to this point, you guys saw it through when a lot of people transferred out, a lot of people went to, to other and different opportunities. How does it feel to be able to sit here and say, like, we trusted ourselves, we trusted the process, and now we're reaping the rewards. Fuck you, dip. But Coach Abe says, uh, you know, we bought into the dip. So, so but I, I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, like I said before, it really shows the hard work that we put in. Um, you know, it really shows how much people care about the program um, and how hard work that we put in to make this happen. And then, William, for you? Yeah, I think it shows that the grass isn't always pretty on the other side. You know, I think it shows a loyalty that uh, the players you know have to our program. Yeah. You know, guys that want to be here and want to win. You know, obviously, you can change coaches and change staff. You know, there's obviously players that think they know better and they know what they're doing. But, you know, I think it shows just loyalty that the players that stuck around have for Coach Hamilton and anywhere overall. Yeah, I know I don't play on the team, but you see all these brick walls on the side of this building. I'll run right through for that, man. He's the best coach in the nation. Clinton Rocky for you. First year in the MAC. Crazy scheduling, crazy, like, Tuesday, Wednesday games. There always seems to be, like, it's almost like Madden glitching. Like, I know we talked about after Kent State. Like, that game turned into a Madden game real quick. What are some of your favorite memories from your first, uh, you know, match in season? Only, only those Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. And we'll get to the top memories of the whole year after that. But, like, just give me, like, one or two from, like, the MAC. Uh, I'd say Wednesday. I forgot which game it was, but woke up in the morning, had to go to class. Oh, <laughs> that is disgusting, Rocky, for you. Uh, I would say my two favorite memories are uh, Kent State breaking the school record in passing yards. That was a pretty cool moment. Uh, I didn't even know how many I threw for so after the game. Somebody's like, you threw for 537 yards. I'm like, all right, yeah, good one. Almost the NFL, NFL record, too. The NFL was 563. Yeah, you were just out there just dying, bro. And Trayvon, that game was insane, oh, yeah. too. Trayvon's a beast. And then uh, the Ball State gave him a field goal. was pretty cool. See John Clay's celebration. It was pretty special. I was talking about that this morning with Lance and Dylan, and I was like, I knew he was going to make the kick, but I, like, after seeing all these kicker celebrations as of late, I'm like, I wonder what he's got in the bag. And, like, <laughs> that was not what I anticipated, but I'm all the way there for it. Liam and Brayden, for you, you guys have gotten to compete on these Tuesday, Wednesday night games for a few years. But what would you say were some of the better memories from this year's uh, matching portion of the schedule? Uh, some of my favorite memories were playing at home, first and foremost. Yeah, traveling upon the league and straight back to the But like Rocky said, you know, that the ball state game was awesome. Yeah, it was just such great energy, such great intensity. We had a great crowd you know, for play Tuesday game. So that was just that was awesome. Remember for you? Yeah, I have to go to Ball State as well. Getting the stock back, um, you know, and seeing John go viral all over Twitter the next day. I was like, nobody touch him. That's our kicker. Yeah, that was awesome. Trading <laughs> for you. Uh, your last time out at Husky Stadium against Western Michigan was senior night. The last time you're going to be able to run out at Husky Stadium and play with your guys. What did that? I know you had some family in town. 
Uh, but what did that game mean to you in that special moment uh, prior to kickoff, knowing that's going to be your last game here? Yeah, it was special. Man. You know, I mean, we didn't come out with the uh, outcome that we wanted, obviously. But um, share the moment with my family, on field, everything before the game. Uh, you know, it, it was just awesome. And then Liam, going back to this Saturday, your friend, former teammate, Aiden Hutchinson, arguably the game of the year. What was it like to see someone that you played with and kind of grew up with go out there and, you know, kill their white whale in Ohio State, a team that he hasn't beaten this time at Michigan? Uh, I think I remember telling you, like, some of my friends, like, if Michigan was going to be in Ohio State, um, there's no other person that would be able that team to do it other than Aiden. You know, that's just the type of guy he is, you know. He will do whatever it takes to win. And I just so I wasn't surprised at all. It was awesome to see. You know, I was like a long time friend of his, so it was really cool to see. And now we're seeing as the rankings come in on the screen, they're number two in the nation and in the safe zone for the college football playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this weekend shakes up with all the different conference championships. But for us, all eyes are on Detroit. And the way we got there was a win against Buffalo. Crazy game. Went to overtime, and, you know, you guys got the defensive stop. You got the turnover on the one-yard line. My heart was, like, thudding out of my chest. Like, I, I was, like, probably more nervous than any of you guys because you've been in that situation so many times. But, Clint, for you, the 25-yard run, it was first and 10, first play once you guys get the ball. Take us through that run, and then, like, obviously the Sally. Because as I've said several times on this show, Clint's my number one candidate on the team to win a punt pass kick, and that ball might not have dropped yet. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we just ran power. You know, as uh, as soon as I got the ball, I looked and I was like, "There is no one. There is hats on hats." And you know, went untouched. I you know felt Rocky in the back, just throw his arms up. (laughs) I knew he was celebrating early. Uh, You know, I was able to score. And you know, if you look at the video, I looked back for a second to make sure there was no penalty flags. Yeah, because I kind of had it in my head like something I was going to do if we won the game. And as soon as I get it, I just, you know, I'm kicking this ball. Send it into the moon. <laughs> Send it into orbit. And I will say, uh, big shout out to a friend of the program. He's a fatty sponsored athlete. JJ Lippy took out like three people on that play at the same time. Like, I watched that play week in and week out. Like, I just see it on my timeline and I'm just like, bro, JJ is what, 19, 20 years old and he's just out there bodying dudes. So it's good to see that the guys up front, Braden, the offensive line have been so dominant this year, and we're really going to need it this Saturday. Uh, Rocky, for you, we missed you last week in the game. Obviously, I, I ran into you at Casey's second. I'm like, it's one of those things where it's like, we didn't need to win the game, so there's no need to press. But how has your rehab process gone? And then a little word to uh, the NIU sports performance people that have been helping you get back to 100%. Yeah, no, rehab's been going good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get back to, to 100%. I feel, feel like I'm pretty close right now, so. I mean, I'm just taking a couple bad days, you know, <laughs> relaxing a little bit. Um, no, I mean, I would have liked to have been out there on Tuesday, but, uh, you know, I just thought it was the best move for the team to, to rest up for the championship. So we know Clint's been cooking more meals on, right? Because, you know, you're like, I got I to gotta ice the arm. I got to get ready for the game. Clint, last night or two nights ago, I saw on Twitter your brand new hoodie. Um, where can I get one of those and give us a story? Uh, behind the hoodie, obviously, because you're a very supportive girlfriend. Uh, she's always, you know, doing the tweets and all that stuff. But when I saw that, I was like, this might be tweet of the year for the team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's got uh, one of those cricket jeans, pretty yeah. sure they're called, that just cuts out vinyls. She makes her own T-shirts, you know, makes a lot of cool stuff uh, for me and a bunch of my friends. And, you know, we kind of had that idea early on uh, 
I think it was in the spring almost where like we're gonna make this Rockies idea worse the first shirts. And then uh, I seen those preseason polls come out and I was like, you know, we should make one with that on there as well as it as we're heading to the match championship. So yeah, she just made it and you know, the rest is history. I absolutely love it. I gotta get my hands on one of them. Braden for you. Talked a little bit about it last time you were on, but the offensive line has been on a war path. I'm talking pancakes, damn near every play. You guys are taking people to the club sideline, all that. What has it been like to see your line, especially such a young line, you're the only senior on the line, grow from where you were last year? And what has been the most rewarding part to see the success that you're having on the field now? Yeah, um, you know, from last year, the growth that we've taken from last year to now, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, each game we try to be better than the other. Um, honestly, you know, I, I think I give credit to Coach Jack Pulsa, our online coach. Um, you know, he, we always come to practice with a 1% goal um, every day. So he pushes us to be better every day. And uh, I think his constant um, leadership is, what, is what's helped us, you know, get better each game. So. Yeah, if I was ever in a dark alley, I know who to call Liam, for you, uh, we've seen a lot more use of the tight ends in the second half of the season. Guys like yourself, Tristan Tavis, Miles Joyner. What has it been like to? Because before last time we talked, we were doing a lot, of, a lot more blocking. You guys are running routes, well, not every play because you still got to block, but you guys are getting more opportunities in the past game. What's it been like to see the tight end room really, you know, get into a rhythm as the season has come to an end? Yeah, it's been awesome. I think it's just great for us to you know, take advantage of the opportunities. Once we get them, you know, we want to catch the ball, let's throw that away. Um, I think we've both really been doing that. Um, I think that's just another way to add value to the team, you know, in our position. Really, you know, the more you can do, the more you can bring, uh, you know, a chance to get to win. So I think that's really the biggest point that we have. Do they turn the jokes machine up? Because this guy all the way to my left throws like 99 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> They have it on a punt setting and you stand right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, uh, what was it, that Tom Brady video where he was like throwing it back into the yeah, gym? Exactly. That was incredible. Uh, Rocky, for you. So you alluded to it a little bit about the Kent State game. Record-breaking performance. Obviously, you know, I know you're a team guy, so you want to come out with a win. But take us through just that game for you. And, and like you said, what it means to you to not be a record holder. Was it 10 games in? Yeah. Um, you know, so for us, it was just about taking what the defense gets here. Uh, we had a little bit of trouble in the running game uh, at the beginning. I mean, you know, it was due to a lot of things, but uh, we needed something to open that up, so we just started airing it out. Uh, you know, it also helped that we were behind a couple scores, so and you got you to score quickly, and you got to try to keep as much clock, clock as you can. So, you know, for me, it was just going out there and executing the game plan. You know, the, the, the fact that we ended up breaking the record was, was just a bonus. Yeah, one thing that I've always said, like, while I'm watching games with my brother or my dad or whoever else, especially with you guys, like, when you guys went down, I was at 18 in Central Michigan. I'm sitting there. I'm like, a lot of game left. Like, this team has been here before. And I think, like, even though Wyoming wasn't a win, being able to bounce back in that game, because I think that was, like, a 28-point deficit or 27 that got a race, has ultimately positioned you guys to be very successful in these one-possession games. I think you guys had seven wins in one possession game, three of those being by, like, one point. So you guys definitely, uh, you have a flair for the dramatics, but you have a flair for getting it done in a dramatic fashion. Uh, Rocky, for you, towards the beginning of the season, we saw a lot more heavy of a run offense. What has been, I guess you would say, like, the key to success to seeing the pass offense take off to the level that it has? Yeah, I would say just uh, chemistry, first of all, you know, building chemistry with my receivers. Um, you know, them, them knowing more of the route concepts and feeling zones and defense and then uh, 
you know, secondly, just it's just what we needed to do. You know, at, at the beginning of the year, we were heavy run just because that, that was what was working. You know, that was kind of our, our identity. And we were just kind of feeling out what uh, what's the best way to for this offense to succeed. To succeed. So you know, at the end of the day, you know, we start passing more, and, and it's worked out for us. Yeah, and I will say, I, I looked at your stats last night. You have a 300-yard game, a 500-yard game, a, a high QBR, and and everyone that I've been seeing lately is, like, talking all this talk about Dustin Crum, and I did a side-by-side if you did, like, a blind stat check, like, player A, player B, almost identical. So I feel like your performance has gone a little under the radar, but you have been able to put out very good performances week in and week out. Clint, for you, like I said when you got here, super back athlete, football guy. We was talking with routine. We got to get you a neck roll soon, but <laughs> I got to ask you. So have you pl- have you always played like the Swiss Army knife on every team you've been on at West area? You know, when you were at Creed, were you always playing a couple different positions? Yeah, that's kind of how it was. Western had a really similar role to what I'm doing now. You know, it's more of an offensive guy. And then high school, I was kind of all over the place. Uh, freshman year, I was running back. Sophomore year, uh, slot receiver, uh, quarterback. And then junior year, I was basically all defense until the end of the year. I was a uh, middle linebacker. Oh, and then uh, – Senior year quarterback. I cannot wait until an NFL GM gets his hands on you to see what the usage will be at the next level. But let's play a hypothetical. So you and Braden are both in your last year of college football. Pretend I'm an NFL GM. What would you say to describe what type of player the team is getting if they sign you? You ever see that video? I forgot who it was, but the guy was all dressed up. And he's uh, saying what position he plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's me. <laughs> what, what do you think? Quarterback, running back. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put me in the game. So it's like that one kid. He's like, uh, I'm the best in the nation. <laughs> Brynn, for you, hypothetical. Let's say I'm Ryan Chase because we know we want you to go to our carries. But what are you going to say as your case to, to say why the team should sign you this upcoming year? Yeah, I'll just say, you know, I'm hardworking individual, uh, smart, I know the game of football, and you know, I do whatever, whatever the team is to do. I'm not playing in position, so. And the coach's son, so you know how it needs to be yeah. done. But uh, one thing that's talked about a lot, and I really like to bring light to, just because, you know, the compete team guys don't get the shine that you guys are getting, but we'll go down the line, we'll start with you, Brain. Who would be your compete team MVP? And for those that don't know, the compete team is what we call the scout team here at NIU. Yeah, so um, for for our our side of the ball, you know, my name is Ryan Wade. He's a defense tackle freshman. Um, he's he's been nursing injuries the whole entire year, um, you know, and he's been giving us a great look on the scout team. Uh, he brings energy every single day. Um, you know, he does what he's supposed to do, and I think he's he's gonna he's gonna be like a great player. And then Liam, for you, you're asking, you're, I was asking, I was asking about how was this guy's team. I got to get that word out of my head. The compete team, MVP. We're just going to allow us to see what I'm doing. I think he's a great look every week. You know, he's right there every week. And then just doing good looks, looking hard. So I think he's going to be a great player to himself. That's my guy. Perfect. Clint, we'll slide over to you. Who would you say has earned your compete team MVP so far this season? Uh, I'd give it to Luke Millett. You know, sometimes he goes a little too hard at practice. <laughs> Uh, you know, he works He works his butt off, and, you know, he gives our uh, O-linemen a great look. You know, they, they always have to work to getting blocked. I saw on senior day, the PA announcer said he plays a second sport. Does he still play with his lacrosse, right? Yeah. No, he doesn't play anymore, but he used to. Okay. I like. I was like, I don't think we have a lacrosse team, but I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> We're not club team. 
The club team? Okay. Oh, kind of like hockey, so they play like smaller schools and stuff like that. Rocky, for you, you know, you get to wear the red jersey, you get to see a lot more in practice, nobody gets to touch you, so who would you say is that MVP so far in that competing? Yeah, so there's been a lot of guys who have been kind of in and out of the compete team, so it's, it's changed a little bit over the season, but uh, somebody who's consistently played played hard and played at a high level would be Ty Miles Horn. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's done a good job uh, all year, really, so giving the receivers a time. Yeah, and I saw towards the end of the season he was starting to get a little bit more like regular playing time. I saw he got in during the Western Michigan game, so it's always good to see. You know, we talk about it a lot, but the best players will play, as Coach Hammock always says, and if you have a bad week of practice and someone beat you out in that spot, you could, you know, you could be getting less snaps that week. Overall, uh, this team, you know, doubted by many. The only people that believed in you guys were the people in that room. What would you say are the keys to winning this game on Saturday? Because it's the biggest game most of you have played in. It's definitely the biggest game of the season, but we'll start with the quarterback. From the offense, what would you like to see in order to get a win on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of statistics you can look at, you know, say, ball, whatever. I, I think, really, at the end of the day, it just comes down to believing, believing in ourselves, you know, playing with confidence and executing the game plan. You know, it's, it, it's really that simple. So, we go out there, we play with confidence, uh, and we, we execute what we know we can do. And I think that the result will take care of itself. Absolutely. Clint, for you? Uh, yeah, kind of like you said, confidence. Uh, I feel like a big factor, too, is going to be keeping our offense on the field and not settling for three. So, and I have a really good offense. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I feel like if we just keep the ball out of their hands and do a great job controlling football, I don't this game. It's almost like keep away. It's like, you know, give us our nine-minute drive where we're going to go for every third and fourth down. And then, you know, it'll be my favorite play, too. Third and fourth down, I know you guys see the tweets, Rocky the battering ram, and then just give it to Clint. Like, just run the play. Because there's always so many times where it's like, we can even run it on, like, third and ten, and you've picked it up where, Brady, you know, you get that extra blocker in there. And then, I mean, what are you, 6'4", 220? Like, you're not easy to tackle. And, and you don't really go out of bounds, which – we gotta we gotta work on that, but we've seen you take some shots and we've seen you come back stronger, so it's been great to see. Uh, Liam, for you, what would you like to see out of the offense this week in order for you guys to get that win? Uh, we're so we just gotta run the ball, you know, play our game and play our tempo. You know what I mean? Obviously, I feel like we play a style of football. Come last time we got to shoot out with them. Yeah. Um, but I think you know if we just play our game, control the clock, run the ball well, and you know just. Be physical like we always are. I think that'll be, you know, just key to success. And then lastly, for you, Braden? Yeah, I would say uh, confidence, like Brock and Clint said, um, you know, execution, and then, um, you know, control the clock. Definitely, definitely um, score seven instead of score three. I'm trying to see, like, a 40-20 or, like, a 35-25 or something like that. And I think, like, the, the key word or key phrase for this, this weekend is points per drive and then time of possession. Time of possession. I don't know why I said possession, but the more you guys have the ball, the less opportunity they have to score. And the defense has their work cut out for them. I talked with Lance and Dylan today. They know what they need to do. From an offensive standpoint, individually, Braden, what would you like to correct from the first time around against Kent State from your individual performance? I'll probably say the status one game better. You know, we, we they kind of load the box a little bit on the first matchup and we throw some different fronts at us and movements twice. Um, so I would say just, you know, um, execution versus the different movements and looks that they show us. Um, yeah. And then Liam, for you individually, what would you like to see correctly from your performance last time against Kent, which is also not a state? Yeah. <laughs>
No, but uh, I think, you know, just handling movements and anything and throwing that's better, you know, just following your base rules and just, don't try to, I feel like they're going to try to throw anything they can at us, you know, it's a championship game. So, you know, just taking what they give us, just one play at a time, you know, not freak out, just follow their rules. One play at a time, just breathe, baby. Clint, for you, I actually found out this morning in the press conference that they, they fired the defensive coordinator, so you guys might get a different defensive scheme. Who knows what we'll actually see out there on Saturday. But I know you're a perfectionist. What would you like to correct from your first game against Kent State? Uh, I'd say make a bigger impact on special teams. You know, special teams sometimes go under the radar. I'm on, uh, lucky enough to be on two of them, kick off return and uh, punt. So just make a bigger impact on those. And then Rocky, lastly for you, the man under center, the quarterback, what can we expect from you to correct? Well, really not too much to correct, but what can you correct from a 532 five-touchdown game performance? Um, for me, it's just man managing the game a little better. You know, uh, we've talked about time possession you know, earlier, so for me, it's just how can I manage the game? If it's second long, how can I get that? How can I get us some third manageables? And, and how can I keep our legs on the field? 606, book it. You heard it here first. 606. <laughs> that has to be some sort of record. I've been able to run those numbers up on Road to Glory. Would love for my friend Rocky to be able to take care of that on Saturday. So earlier today, I was at the press conference. Coach Hammock actually talked about the style of practice that you guys are doing. The question that I asked him was, how do you emulate an offense that is top 10 in the nation that runs 78 plays a game? And Coach Hammock said that you guys have been practicing with multiple footballs this week. So as offensive guys, what has it been like to kind of keep the defense on their toes? Great, we'll start with you. Because what I'm hearing is it's like GAs are just chucking footballs, but you guys are like still in your block, and someone's running up the gun. What's it been like uh, practicing with a couple different footballs on the field? Yeah, we're just trying to give them a good tempo you know, with uh, Kent's offense. Um, they're fast. They, play, uh, they run their plays very efficiently and fast. Uh, so we're just trying to give them a good look. Um, it's, it's been good. And then Liam, for you, uh, maybe a couple extra catches in practice this week because there's a couple more footballs going around. If they're throwing on that, I'll catch them. That's all. <laughs> let's, let's go. That's my guy, Liam. Quick for you. Are you getting like a sneak handoff while the running backs getting or while the linebackers getting into his pass drop or what? Uh, no, it's more for our defense. You know, the compete team's doing a lot. So uh, with our RPO game, you never know who really is going to get the football. Yeah. So you know, they're just working every aspect of it. They're handing the ball off and throwing three or four footballs around just so that everyone's doing their job. And then Rocky, are you ambidextrous? Uh, I'm working on that actually currently. So, well, don't, don't you? Uh, didn't you say last time that you know you throw righty, but you do some stuff lefty too, right? Yeah, I kick lefty. Um, that's the only thing to my knowledge I do, but left-handed footed, I guess. Do we have like a third or fourth string kicker kicker in our presence today? What's uh, what's your long on a field goal? Oh, God. I mean, actually, yeah, Ethan and I did kick a special teams Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Ethan and I did kick kick a forty five yarder in the spring, so I haven't kicked field going for maybe seven months now. But yeah. I guess if if it, if it comes down to it, I'll go out there and do my best. People don't forget if you guys watched the Monday night game last night, the the football team couldn't put the game away because they didn't have a kicker. And what were they? They had like a two yard line. You're telling me you didn't have anyone on your sideline that could knock on the twenty yarder. It's like Whoa. But going into this game, uh, you know, it was a 52-47 game last time. There was times in the game where you guys were dominant, you had the lead, but ultimately at the end, we fell, up, fell five points short. We'll start with you, Clint. Do you feel that playing a team that you've already played throughout this season 
gives you a little bit more of an advantage than say if you were to play against like Miami of Ohio or a team that you hadn't had scheduled already? Yeah, uh, it's going to be a little difficult this week because, like you said, they got a new defensive coordinator. I believe it's their cornerbacks coach. So, uh, I mean, you learn tendencies from players, but uh, from what we've been seeing, they run a lot of base, base fronts, base coverage, which is expected from the new guy, you know. Uh, I think it's the first time in the D.C. So there is some advantages, but also some disadvantages. You know, they've seen some stuff on us, so we're going to try to exploit some of our weaknesses and, you know, just vice versa. So I think it'll be an awesome challenge. I do have one request for this weekend. So when this guy takes off and gets out of the pocket and does his thing, I'm going to need you to be his bodyguard. Because if you guys remember, that was the game that Rocky, they had the targeting on Rocky, and that was like, you know, room in the game for that. I was pretty scared at that moment because you should have seen it to me. You couldn't have seen it because you were in the game, but you're you're literally like face down on the turf, and like I was like, no, 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 this couldn't be happening. And then too, like I, I didn't say it on, on Twitter, but I'm sitting there thinking like Rocky is the type of competitor where you literally have to take his helmet, or he's gonna find a way to get back in the game. So for you going into this matchup, knowing that. If you play your game and if the offensive line and the running backs and receivers play their game, you guys are capable of doing great things against them. What would you like to see offensively in order for, this, for you guys to win this game? Yeah, just just uh, execution. You know, we've been talking about this whole time, but just going out and do your job. Do your job. So much love you guys on the field, follow you guys, take care of the jobs. Uh, that's really all you can ask. So if we go out and we do that, we'll, we'll be just going to put up a lot of points. And then Braden and Liam, you guys were members of the team back in 2018 when we were able to win the MAC championship. Uh, have you had any like words with the team or any of the younger guys on like you know this isn't this is just every other game you know just a one and zero this week. This is the whole season in one week. You know your guys' mentality throughout the year is as much as I you know we've been talking about to me. We'll talk about it next week and last week and everywhere in between. But you guys have been very good at focusing on that one of one. Have you been able to talk to the younger guys on what to expect this Saturday? Uh, I think we'll talk about it a little more as we get closer. I think especially on the bus ride. Uh, obviously, it's different playing indoors. Um, you know, it's really humid in there. It's high. I don't feel like a week one game. But uh, other than that, we've just been focusing on just getting better and just, you know, focusing on our assignments and game plan. Um, I think as soon as we get closer to the game, we'll start talking about that stuff. And then Braden, for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what we wanted. It's what we worked for this whole entire season. Uh, there's no pressure on us. Uh, you know, it's we gotta go out there and execute our job and have fun doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a great environment, great stadium. So just have fun. It's gonna be a future. And as you guys know, my favorite quote. As much as I've had a lot of a lot of fun spending time with you guys, Evan Buss hit hit the nail on the head when he came on the show. He said, at the end of the day, the most important thing is to have fun. Coach Hammett during his press conference today was talking about uh, you know the Auburn Alabama game from this weekend. Nick Saban. You guys all know Nick Saban. He's usually pretty animated on the sideline, but the final words that he left with his team before they left the locker room was, just go out there and have fun. The rest will take care of itself. So to see you guys having fun, I don't really see too many long faces. This guy's always got a big grin on his face. Clint's uh, assaulting Victory Husky in the end, (laughs) concussing our mascot. And and you guys on the offensive side of the ball have really grown into this season. But I'll start with Rocky. So – we talked uh, – I asked you this question, I want to say, after – I don't remember exactly what game, but it was a, an element game, a win game, where, you know, you're still able to get the passes through, but it's you – know, kicking can be affected, the way the ball flies through the air can be affected. Knowing that you're playing indoors, does that get, like, that monkey off your back, like, yo, I can just come in here and light a rip today? 
Uh, yeah, a little bit for sure. Knowing that there's going to be you know, no wind or rain, I hope. The sprinklers off while you guys are in there. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, you know, it's something that I want to take into account. You know, my mom will tell you she says I fly by the seat of my pants, so I don't even know what I mean for dinner tonight. So I just go out there and, and, and live in the moment. You know, so I have a feeling you're gonna have some fatties for dinner. Yeah. Tonight. I just don't know what. But uh, Clint, we'll start with you on this one. So you played was it your sixth year playing college football? Having this opportunity to play in the MAC championship, obviously, you know, we talked about you didn't know what to expect when you got here. But now, the one goal that we've talked about on almost every show, every player that I've talked to this season said the goal is to win the MAC championship. What does this opportunity mean to you? I mean, it's everything. You know, this is what you dream about when you're a kid, you know, making it into a championship game. And uh, it's just awesome to see it happen. Like you said, just all the work we put in is finally paying out. Now we got an opportunity to do something great. Then we'll go all the way to the right. Braden, I know while I was being the normal dork that I am in these situations, getting acquainted at Ford Field last time you were talking, and I was like, I'll see you guys back here. And was it January, December? Whatever month, but it was December. Once you hit Thanksgiving break, you start losing track of all the days and stuff. But it's cold. Yeah, it's just cold and it's just me. And I think they got snow up there. Hopefully it melts by then. But when we talked in, in uh, July, I immediately I said, you know, I, I have a weird feeling about this year. I think you guys will get back. You came back for another year, and what does this opportunity mean to you specifically to go out and win a MAC championship? Yeah, it's been, it's been everything. Uh, you know, when I was there in 2018, when we won it, um, yeah, and the feeling is, it's unlike anything you go to. It's a championship. You, you've always run up and played for a championship. Uh, and to win one, it's special. Uh, you don't get there very often. Either, you know what I mean? You want to get so many opportunities um, at a championship, so it just means everything. And then, Liam, for you, an opportunity to grab that second ring, an opportunity to showcase what you got out there on the NFL field. What does this opportunity mean to you? Uh, like these guys have said, it means everything, um, especially because it's not guaranteed. You yeah. know what I mean? No one will know if we go back, whether you go back, whatever that is. Although, one thing that's guaranteed is this game. So, um, you know, I think, like we've talked about, you know, we can play chair through, we just play as hard as possible. Um, and it means just everything, you know, coming back. I cannot confirm nor deny I won't be doing like confetti snow angels if you guys do so I'll call it off just like yo who the heck is that guy like, he's just a media guy like what a dork but I say we'll get you the trophy after the win that would you receive the trophy that would be insane I don't even know how I would react that would be insane but yo I'm all the way here for that Oh, oh my goodness, that'd be nuts. So we'll go back to the NFL stadium question. So Brayden, have you gotten the opportunity, obviously outside of Ford Field, maybe uh, like Lincoln, what's it? I don't even know what it's called. The one in India, maybe like Soldier Field. Have you gotten another opportunity? It's Lincoln Oil. I don't know why. Lucas is oh God. Yeah, I was able to play Lucas High School, so we played there my sophomore year of high school. And then Ford Field, that's the only two I can the Mecca of the Mac. Literally our Madison Square Garden. Liam, for you, uh, being a mission guy, we know you've played at Fort Field, but have you gotten to play uh, at any of the other NFL stadiums in your career? Uh, I have not. I mean, I'd love to. I'll in the future. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll question myself. So you guys know how I played semi-pro after high school because I was just a bad kid and I stopped playing football at a young age. I had an opportunity to play at U.S. Bank Stadium and money was like the deterring. I was like, eee, 
hotel, got to pay. And it was like a showcase game. And I'm like, look, like, I'm 5'8", a buck 90. Like, I just like playing football. Like, it is what it is. But, yeah, that was my – No, no, no. no. Just, well, maybe it's a genetic thing. But you, you still played as long as you could. And, uh, yeah, I fizzled out after, like, a half or a full arena season and a couple of CT knockers running into the wall full speed. But the wall is undefeated, as you guys see. And it, it's one of those things where arena football is actually, like, really super cool, but don't ever play. Like, do not ever play, But, uh, Clint, for you, at Western, you guys always played a handful of, like, D1 programs every year, but were you able to get into any NFL stadiums on your rise to the top? No, I was not able to play. It would have been awesome, too, but no, never, never had the chance to. And then Rocky, for you. Yeah, so uh, I've actually – the only NFL stadium I've even been in is the Lions Stadium. I went to the home opener with some buddies two years ago, I think. But, yeah, I've never even been inside an NFL stadium except for that one. And then I guess the uh, in the Holiday Bowl my freshman year, which was the old San Diego Chargers. Yeah, the Qualcomm, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. beats me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, I will say, like, that you didn't get to go out to the facility, but you've been there before. Like, I think Ford Field is one of the nicer stadiums in the NFL. It's really accommodating. And the cool thing about it, like, you guys won't get to experience because, you know, you may be on the bus back and forth. But it's, like, it's right by the baseball field. It's right by, like, everything downtown, all the restaurants and stuff. So it's a really uh, good centrally located stadium Clint, for you. We saw that you uh, accepted an invite to some postseason play. So can you tell the uh, – the crowd today, what uh, what the invite was and where the game will be played at? Yeah, so I just got one from the East-West Shrine game. Uh, it's an all-star to senior. It's a senior all-star game. Yeah. Uh, it's played in the new Allegiant Stadium, the new Raiders Stadium. The Death Star. That's like one of the great – we've been we hearing about that facility week in and week out in class. Every week they hammer it home. That's going to be awesome, though. Yeah, that'll be a fun experience. I saw that uh, – you know how – so you know how he plays there. And they, obviously with Vegas, like casinos and stuff are cool. Their turnover prop is a slot machine. So they, like, they, run over, they run over to the slot machine after they get the turnover. So I thought that was good and way to, way to play into the Vegas moniker. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so this weekend, MAC Championship. We'll start with you, Brayden, all the way on the right. What are you looking forward to most about this game on Saturday? Mm-hmm. You know, I would just say good enough to play the game. You know, 2018 it was an awesome experience. I don't know, unfortunately, being able to start playing. Um, so just being able to get that good on the group that makes me champion. Other man, for you, what are you looking forward to most about this Saturday? Uh, taking the knee at the end of the game. You know, can't wait to see how we're going to have a little rush on the field. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Can Tiny Paul and he's an angels. He does. It's not me and me. I'm doing snow angels at the 30 yard line. Clint, for you. Um, Unfortunately, if you punt it, you might hit the ceiling this week, so we might have to, to get back in the bag on a different celebration. But for you right now, and I know you won't talk about it because you're a very humble guy, but every opportunity is a job interview for you because let's call Spade Spade. You have a very real opportunity here to go to the NFL. Same with Braden as well. You guys have to put your best foot forward. Obviously, still want to win the game, but don't overthink it. Like You're going to be fine. What are you looking forward to most about this Saturday? Yeah. Just the opportunity to play more football. You know, we were fortunate enough to have a lot of success this year, uh, able to make the next championship game. There's a lot of teams right now where the players are at home and have their season's over with, and 
just the opportunity to play another football game is what I'm excited for. They were playing turkey bowls this week. <laughs> Last week, they were, they were padding up. Uh, Rocky, for you, what is the, uh, I guess you said, what would you be looking forward to most about the Because it would be your first game back in, was it three weeks, two and a half weeks? Yeah, um, I'm mostly looking forward to the post-game celebration. Yeah. I think that's going to be a good time. Uh, any chance to get to, uh, to play the uh, grocery party is a good time. So. Well, and I think they got to get a walk out here in person. Like, walk Flocka with the grocery party at the 50 yard line. Like, you know how on Thanksgiving they always got the stage ready to go? Like, why not? And I saw someone tweeting too, like, have Big Sean do the halftime show. He's actually like a really big ambassador for all the Detroit teams. So, there's got to be something going on. Like, I did see that uh, Jason Benetti is actually going to be calling the game the White Sox play by play guy. So that's uh, pretty good to get. As you guys know, uh, for whatever reason, we get a very well tough draw on the uh, on the announcers for an entire four quarters. They were calling Lance Lance Devereaux. Uh, they said Clint Rakitic. Like, bro, it was. I'm like sitting there, like I'm about to just just commentate the game myself at this point because, like, oh my goodness, like this is terrible. But I'll go back to the close game point. So, Rocky, for you. We talk about these close games because they happen week in and week out. But do you feel playing in so many close games with all these pressure situations that it gives you guys an advantage in the ultimate pressure game? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, basically all of our games have been close games this year. So it just gives us confidence knowing that we're going to pull down the end. You know, doing a two-minute drill at the end is, is uh, stressful for most people. But we do it every week. So going out there – Game on the line, we, we, we know what we're going to do, and we go on next year. Yeah, let's talk about that Buffalo drive. What, eight runs, one pass? Just impose your will on someone in the fourth quarter? Like, that was straight grinded out football. I love that. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So, we put the rat in there, let him go to work, and uh, yeah. give ourselves an opportunity. I texted the rat after the game, and I was like, you've turned into Derrick Henry. In this <laughs> yeah. half, bro. Like, it was not fair. Like, that's somebody's son, man. You realize that that's somebody's son, so you got to take it easy. But Clint, going in, oh, you're going into this matchup. What would you say from your performance that you want to see from yourself? Like, what do you want to be able to go out there and accomplish on Saturday? Uh, just to be physical. You know, it's it's a tough game, but uh, that's why we're all here. You know, it, this is the most important game of our lives this point and you know there's no reason to leave anything out there you know no regrets just let it all go and have no remorse for my body and feel it the next day <laughs> i have two things so i'm a superstition guy i've noticed that since rocky has started donning a hat on the sideline in games that he starts we don't lose is the hat traveling and is it the same hat it is the same hat and the hat is traveling okay so no no worries the hats come through. Signs. The signs. The signs. I see the signs. The and then, Clint, I've noticed that uh, every time I see you, the beard has gotten thicker and longer. Is it a, a playoff beard or like you're ready to hibernate once the season's over? Here? Uh, playoff beard. You can't shave it when you're rolling. Dogs are rolling right now. I got to keep it going. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. So that's what we love to see. I got to say, Liam, I know that. This game will probably end up being a close game, and I know I asked them about it, but from you, from your perspective, as being one of those guys that's in there on the Rocky and the battering ram play, and the, the fourth and one up the gut to clean, where it's just like, it's almost just like, it's like a rugby scrum almost, where it's like no one can get him down, but, but he's just moving yard by yard. What would you say 
the close games have meant to you on, on the, at the tight end position to be in this position and know that like there's no pressure or no, I guess you would say, situation that's insurmountable? Well, first of all, it's really cool. You know, not a lot of teams get to be put in this situation in one game. And, you know, I think six out of the eight wins we had, we've been in them. So um, I think, you know, it, it gives us a chance to be in high-pressure situations and just relax. Um, you know, it also helps us a lot when we have these two guys back here, you know, that touch the ball every play. Uh, it just gives you a tremendous amount of confidence, you know. I'm holding the block, and I just, I don't know, he's either going to be right behind my back or pass. He's coming back, play just like flapping in the wind. <laughs> there, was, there was one play against Buffalo, you know, I was, I was around the corner, I was pulling, and his hand was just right on my back the entire time. So, you know, uh, it means I'm slow. It's like a funny system. Exactly. And that was his way of uh, telling me to go a little faster. But. <laughs> And then, Braden, for you, um, I know you know I, I don't do well in these close games. You guys do a lot better than I do, and I'm not even playing. But what does it mean for you to, to be in this position to where, like, you know, if this game turns into a shootout, we know we can hang with them. If it goes the way our game plan is, where it'll be a, a little bit of a lower-scoring game, how do you feel that plays into, like, the game plan for this week? I think it just gives us confidence, um, you know, and I think there's no question. Really, you know, no, we, we know what we can do. Um, that we've been able to execute every situation, um, you know, situational football-wise. Uh, so I think it just gives us confidence. And then one final one, and then we're going to get into our full season awards. We're not we're not calling anyone out tonight. We're here to uh, bring light to some of the guys that have performed well this season. But for this game this week, what would you say – or I guess you would say from, from the last time you played Kent State, where do you think the team has gotten better since that game? Uh, you know, I think overall as a team we've gotten better. Uh, it's just, you know, not one aspect of offense or defense. I think just overall as a team, uh, each week we've, got, we've gotten better. Uh, so, you know, I, I think offensive-wise, uh, just being able to control the ball, uh, control the clock. So. And then, Liam, for you, where do you feel the team has improved uh, the most since the 52 47 loss to State? Um, I feel like just lower offensive defense, uh, just explosiveness. You know, I think we've been eliminating the explosive plays a lot more. You know, the back end of the season, uh, we've been um, having a lot more explosive plays offensively since that game. And then, Clint, for you, the improvements that you've seen from the Kent State games all this week? Yeah, so offensively, just not getting into a slump. You know, especially in that Kent State game, the second quarter, we kind of got into a slump there and it hurt us pretty bad. Just finding a way to be consistent throughout the entire game. And then Rocky, for you, like we talked about earlier, it's not it's not too easy to get better than 532 and a handful of touchdowns, but where do you feel as a team that you guys have gotten better since that last game? Yeah, um, like, like Liam, I think, said, uh, defensively, I think we've improved for sure. Uh, you can see marginal improvements every week, so, you know, just to see them improve every week is, is reassuring for us. And I think that really kicked off our pass game uh, efficiency-wise for sure. You look at Buffalo and Ball State, those are pretty pretty efficient passing games. Yeah. And, uh, it complements the run game well. So, you know, if you can pass the ball a little bit and open up the run game, just you know, let our books work. Those RPOs are dangerous, too. He's still got that ball in his hand. It's like in the running back's gut, but he pulls it out at the last second, and it's hard to account for that. But – we're gonna we're gonna do this part one by one so that it doesn't take as long. So we'll go. We'll go. Who wants to go first for the season awards? We'll, we'll let you guys pick. Let's go, Liam. That's my guy. I asked him where Kim K was when he got here. I didn't understand, but you know our guy over here, Pete Davidson. But uh, full season awards. So we'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Who's your offensive MVP? Uh, I'll go Clint. Okay. Defensive MVP. Uh, I'll go James Esther. 
perfect choice. Offensive hungry Huskies, so that's the first year player on the Huskies this year. I'll say Doug. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, Dunker's been going crazy this year. Was he only 19 years old? Once he get, once he gets like some college football weight on him, he's going to be an absolute problem. Offensive hard hat, offensive lineman. Just one. I'd say all. I give them player of the, like the player of the game or like yeah. the key player before the game very often because it's it's dominant up front. The, the, the defensive hungry Husky, so the first first year player on the defense. Little bird, our freshman corner, Javon. Yeah. Okay. He, you know, he's been talking very as of late. He's been doing awesome. He still caught that ball. I'll take that. Yeah, was that fair. was that. They didn't even review it too. I was like, what is going on? It was Carl that they missed it, so it's fine. Yeah, because they know they missed a thirty-three yarder after yeah. that or something like that. Ball never lies. Football. Exactly. Yeah, ball never lies. Football karma. Special teams MVP has been a lot of electric moments on special teams this year. I'll go with John. Obviously, I think John and I have been. Great together, um, but I'll go with John just in how many kicks he's made that I was when he came out. Your number one memory from this season? Uh, I'll go with uh, the last play of the Central game. I think that was the most memorable. Obviously, I was going for the first, but that's one I think I don't think I'll ever forget. Another ball don't lie play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, Car- dude, dude one job, just catch the ball, bro, and put it on the field, let the kicker do the rest. Thank God for a long time. Yeah, for those of you that, that don't know, uh, all the gentlemen that are sitting with me tonight are all family-sponsored athletes through the name, image, and likeness. Uh, I guess you would say new laws in college football. Weekly, you guys are able to come here and have a team dinner. I'm not saying favorite meal this time, but do you have a specific night throughout the season that you guys just had, like, the absolute most fun before a game? I think the first one was pretty fun. Right before the attack, that was a really fun night, you know. First time coming out with a new energy, everyone's excited. So that was a good one. And then one final one. Um, what are you looking forward to most about your future as a Husky? Because you still have more ability, right? Yeah. So, so next year, um, I'm just looking forward to continuing to build on what we have right now and you know, continuing to improve. Well, obviously, right now, we still have the chance to win 10 games, which is something that hasn't been there in a while. You know, so why stop there? Why stop in 10? You know, um, the benchmark's been set right now. You know, we want to continue to pass it. And then two final ones, your favorite stadium that you got to play in this year? I'll say the big house. Yeah, it was just awesome. Being I'm around. still infatuated at that facility. Like, yeah, oh that, my goodness. that was one of like, my first places I've ever been with football game at, so being able to play it was awesome. And then one final one, and this one includes coaches, unsung hero. Uh, there's so many, but I would say probably, I'll say all our GAs, especially on the offensive side, you know, they do so much for us. Um, and they just do all the work there. I think they're still there right now. You know, from this morning, you know, they sit in the computers, they do all the drawings, they do everything. Uh, you know, we appreciate the guys so much. Just hammering home the numbers and like everything, trying to figure something out. Exactly. I'm terrible with numbers. All right, who wants to go next? Brayden, let's go. I love the enthusiasm. So we'll start with the sad one because I'm in, I'm in a lot of pain as a sports fan, and seeing one of my guys leave after this year is going to be painful, but. What are you going to miss the most about being an NBA football player? Yeah, uh, certainly all my brothers. You know, I'm going to miss that field for sure. Um, so everyone on the team and uh, these guys right here. All right, let's get into the fun stuff. The full season awards. Offensive MVP, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Clint. Okay. Clint, was that two votes for Clint? Yeah. Clint might win the – he needs one more vote. He's unanimous at this point. <laughs> Defensive MVP. 
Um, I'm gonna go with CJ Brown. Absolutely, yeah. He's had a really underrated season, and I think he leads the defense in tackles. And that was at the beginning of the year. You know, he played a little bit last year. He was still in the rotation, but when we lost Lafayette, we won. It was like, yo, who's gonna step in? And he has answered the call week in and week out. Uh, for the offensive side of the ball, you're hungry, Husky, first year players. Um, I would say Rocky. You know, he moves his offense so well. Uh, we, we, our offense runs for him. Dogs got to eat. Dogs got to eat. Freshman Lions with that. And then uh, the defensive hard hat. So this is someone maybe you go up against every day in practice. Definitely James Dexter. Perfect. He just moves bodies. And he's a he's a beast. I'm excited to see what the future has in store for him. Uh, a lot of memories this season. Crazy wins. Uh, I call you guys the heart attack Huskies. I don't know if you've seen that one yet, but you have a top memory from this season. Uh, definitely win versus Georgia Tech. You know, the way it happened too, that still doesn't even feel real. Like, if there was any way for you guys to break the streak, which reached up to 645 days, why not do it on the road? And I actually just saw that uh, Gibbs is transferring out, but uh, they're running back, and he's actually he's a really good back. I'll be surprised to see where he lands. I think he'll probably go like higher up in the pyramid of college football. Uh, defensive hungry must. Um, I gotta go with Kate Zimmerman, but I really like him. I think he's played a decent amount of snaps for uh, the line. I mean, made an impact as a true freshman. So. And then offensive part had a word with brothers. Definitely all of us, all of them. I would hate, you know, you, you guys you guys walk into a restaurant, I hate to be hysterical. Like, yeah, they're about to crush me right now. Uh, special teams, MVP. Um, I'm gonna go John Richardson. Yeah, all the game winning kicks. Um, and then the defensive part, or I think everybody was the defensive hungry Husky, so the first year player. Yeah, uh, probably K. Hayman. K. Hayman, okay. And then let's see. Okay, so your favorite three game meal night at Fanny's? Mm, probably the first one, also. You know, it was new, getting get in the new season, um, you know, having to deal with Fanny's. Nothing that we've had before, so it was awesome. And then. Quite a, quite a few choices, but what would you say your favorite stadium that you have played this year? Probably the big house, just because of the amount of people that were there, uh, you know, and, and to see, you know, what what that stadium can hold and you know, all the people just, the loud, loudness of it, the noise, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive stadium. That place was shaking on Saturday, too. Like, that's uh, the one thing that I really think that separates college football from, like, professional sports, even other college sports, is like the fan base is so passionate and you live for those environments. Like, uh, I went to the Notre Dame game, rest in peace to my other favorite school right now, but I went to the Notre Dame game and they did a bunch of like new stuff in the fourth quarter with like a light show and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, having stuff like that at a game, people will always remember that. And, and to be honest too, like at NIU this year, it may not have been full stands, but I will say like, the, pe- the people that were in the crowd were loud, they were heard, they were in tune with the game. And uh, as someone who's like screamed into a microphone for a year and a half, that once we get fans back, like, yo, we can't not support the team. Like, you can't complain about the team and then not show up. Like, that's not how it works. So I'm excited to see what the future will hold. But we'll hop on to the other side. Well, you can't, can't hold out anymore. So I hope we have time to think. We'll start with Rocky, uh, offensive MVP so far for this season. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go with Clint, but I don't want to give him satisfaction. <laughs> Clint's going to need that fourth vote. I don't think Clint can vote for himself. No, no, I'll give it to Clint. You know, he's made a tremendous impact on offense and uh, 
you know, more importantly, you your fans are going out there. So I got to love that. Defensive MVP. Um, I'll go with Liam. Liam's pick, James Esther. I think he's been uh, he's been a defense this year. So, and then offensive hungry must be so like the first year player. Yeah, um, I'm also gonna go with Liam on this one with Ducker. Uh, we've had a lot of back stuff stuff up this year, but uh, you know the way Ducker stepped up, he's really he's really helped our offense. And then your offensive heart Edwards here, your big guys up front. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Braden on this. Um, you know, all the offensive linemen have done a great job, but I think people really uh, underappreciate the, the role of the center. You know, leadership that he brings, the intelligence. He's really the, you know the brains of the operation. So to be able to make all the calls and, and, and get all the points and all, all stuff like that, um, it's it's really uh, it's really appreciated. The speed guy too, because you gotta get the snap off, and you gotta get you know if it's a pass, you gotta get into your drop. If it's a run, you gotta go low hat. But yeah. It's been good to see your offensive line perform the level that they have so far this year. So for the defensive side, the defensive hungry has to be the first-year player on defense. Yeah, I'm going to go with C.J. Brown. Does that count? Is he a first-year? The first-year starter. First-year first yeah, yeah. starter for the majority. He started, what, 11 games at this point? So yeah. Great. We'll call him starter this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with C.J. Brown. I think that's a no-brainer. He's been, uh, he's been a tremendous effect on the defense this year. And then on the defensive line, your hard-head MVP. Um, I'll go with Cade. Somebody pick Cade already? No? I think uh, they picked either Cade. I think Cade yeah, and yeah. James, right? I'm going to go with Cade. Uh, you know, first year, true freshman, you know, young kid stepping up there and making plays. So, you know, really proud of what you And then special teams, like third phase. Uh, it's got to be John. You know, John's John's basically been perfect all year. I think he's got three misses maybe on the year. Yeah. And uh, two of them have been operation issues, and there was like a 53 yard in the win. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's that one, we didn't. Like, yeah. If you miss, that's like throwing a, an yeah. interception at the end of the half. Yeah, I mean, he'll like, marry. Yeah, it's like, he, I mean, he's he's basically been perfect all year, so it's enough. Yeah, when I talked to him, when I interviewed him, I got that vibe from him. That he's like a perfectionist. He absolutely hates the miss. So I know he's probably been in the lab just drilling kicks all day at practice. Uh, your favorite pregame meal night at Fatties? Um, I, I like to switch it up every week, you know, get, get the, the full Fatties experience, but I'm going to go with Wayne Fretzky. Okay. And then what are you looking forward to? Because you're not, you're not graduating. You still have more eligibility rights to do that. What are you looking forward to most about your future as a Husky? Um, I would say the, the, the off-season work, you know, just to, just to see this team grow and to see the, the improvements that we've made, you know, from last year to this year, to see that improvement was, was awesome. I and mean, I think we're going to take another big step next year. So. Absolutely. And for those of you that don't know, the NIU football team is the second youngest team in college football uh, subdivision FBS. Uh, one final one, and I forgot to ask Braden, so I'm going to circle back to Braden after I ask you, but who is your unsung hero on the team, coaches and players both? Um, I'm going to go with Coach E, uh, our office coordinator. I think Coach E's done a tremendous job, and uh, we work really well together, and we bounce ideas off each other, which sometimes it's hard for an OCU dude to yeah. you know, trust trust a kid or a, you know, a quarterback to, to talk to him and see what he sees and, and see what he's talking about. So the biggest kid I've ever seen when he's like 6'4". Braden, for you, I, I don't know how to scan past this one, but who would you say is your on some hero of the football team this year? Yeah, I have to go with uh, the GAs, like I've said. Uh, you know, they just do so much for the program, so much for the team. Um, staying late, working those late hours, uh, you know, they don't get the credit for it. So I, I have to go with the GAs. Yeah, they always seem to be working. And being a coach, it's like, it's not a thankless job because, you know, you get to see players develop and grow, but it's like, 
you you grew up with your dad as a coach. He was probably, he was probably always on the road recruiting and always doing stuff. So it's like a, it's, people talk about full time job. My dad works like sixty hours a week. If you were a coach, you'd be working like one hundred and sixty. So so be thankful. But uh, we'll get to the final guy. We'll go to Clint. Clint can't vote for himself, so he doesn't get the uh, go ahead, Rock. Stadium. Oh, stadium. The stadium. The stadium. I appreciate it. Uh, my favorite stadium this year was Bobby Dodd. Uh, go to Atlanta. I've never really been to Atlanta, yeah. uh, which was cool. So just to see that whole experience where the stadium is in Atlanta is awesome. I think it's the fourth oldest stadium in the country. Yeah, I think um, I, I think I read something about that. In the game yeah, notes, yeah, yeah. And it's right on top. Yeah, I just thought it was a cool stadium, and you know the atmosphere for home opener I thought was pretty good. So it, it was a fun experience. The scoreboard works pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Never forget. Never forget. Uh, so for for offensive MVP, who are you at? Uh, if I give it to a group, I'd go with the other line. But uh, single person, I'll give it to old Rocky over here. Absolutely. He's, he's been, you know, just awesome all year. You know, even early on when we were running the football, he's like, you know, it's my turn. He started taking yeah. off with the ball. <laughs> he <laughs> he wanted to get the in team on his back, though. He took the team on his back, though. All right, so for defensive MVP, what you got? Uh, you know, I got to go with my man, Nick Routine. With the, with the cowboy collar on, I mean, I was, neck rolls every day. I got, I got to go. With you the saw the picture. I had all the entrance to his neck roll. Yeah. I uh, when I was talking to Lance and Dylan today, I said, you know, as a running back, you're kind of screwed when you get to the second level. You got a Swiss Army knife and Dylan Thomas. You got a neck roll, and then you got gold grills. Pick your poison. Some, someone's taking you out. So we'll see what happens. But uh, offensive hungry Husky, that first year player on offense, has made that big impact. Uh, yeah, it's gonna sound like. You know, repeat with Ducker. Yeah, uh, he's he's just been awesome all year. It's hard not to give it to him. The lightning to your thunder. <laughs> and then uh, offensive part had a work offensive lineman who was who's you know showed out the most this year. Uh, I gotta go Braden. Like Rocky's saying, you know, he's the brains of the whole operation. You know, it's just a lot of big humans there, and someone's gotta tell them what to do. And you know, they all of them done a great job this year, especially Braden, you know, running the show. Braden, great Patton, just great smack out in the middle. Uh, so for defensive side of the ball, so you're hungry Husky, that first-year player who's really popped on the defense. Yeah, I'm going Bird. Bird's yeah. yeah, done a great job in coverage, you know, playing at such a young age. You wouldn't think he's a freshman, so it's awesome. He's got a really good size to him, too, for a corner. Coach has been finding these, like, I said at the beginning of the season, 6-1 corners don't grow on a tree. I think he found that tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, defensive part had, so the defensive lineman that, that showed out the most. Esther, yeah, he's, Esther has one in a landslide. Yeah, he's he's a beast up front. You know, I, I wouldn't want to block that guy. Really Absolutely, yeah. And then uh, special teams MVP. Yeah, they gotta go with John, John Richardson. Yeah, he's just made so many big time kicks this year, and you know, just even the small things. You know, some of the kickoffs where they're asking to do some squib kicks, some snipes, some onside. You know, he's done a great job literally in every aspect. And then your favorite memory from this season? Ah. Uh, I'm definitely on the Buffalo, the, the final touchdown and then the punt afterwards. I'm surprised my neighbors didn't call the cop on, cops on me after you ran. I was like, let's go! Like, <laughs> screaming in my family room watching that game. Uh, so your favorite pregame meal night at Fatty's? Uh, just the first one. Like they were kind of saying, it was, for me, that was the first college football game that I was getting ready to play in two years. Yeah. I didn't get to play because of uh, COVID, so I took a year off, and it was just – Kind of that getting that pregame meal experience a little early on, and it was just you know getting that feeling back of college football. And then your favorite stadium from this year? 
Uh, I'm gonna go with the big house. You know, it's close with Georgia Tech. You know, just like I was saying, it's an awesome stadium. Uh, like Rocky was saying, really high up. Uh, those those stadiums usually feel the biggest. You know, that one almost felt bigger than Michigan just because it was right on top of you. But it took me like 20 minutes to get down to the press conference. Bro. I was like navigating just thousands and thousands of people. I'm like, bro, this is so hard. Like, give me back to Husky Stadium. And then for you, I know you were only here for a year, but as I said, uh, you know, build the statue on top of the chest. In my eyes and in many people's eyes, you have become a Husky legend. And you've really started to, to gain a lot of traction as far as the NFL draft has gone. It's going. What would you say you're going to miss most about your year here in Utah? Just being part of a college football team. You know, it's, it's something that you can't really find anywhere else in the world. It's, it's special. You know, it's just a bunch of group of guys doing the same thing. You know, one common goal. And, you know, it's going to be hard finding that, you know, leaving college. And it's definitely something I'm going to miss, just the team. And then one final one, and I think I skipped this one for Rocky, so we'll double back to him and then we'll ride out. But what would you say your favorite memory of this season so far? Uh, seeing Coach Ham jump up at Georgia Tech, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's just setting us up for a good year. You know, he's making the ESPN commercials and, you know, just the excitement. You know, he's he's a great coach, does everything for us, and it's just awesome to see him show some excitement on the field. He gets his pumped up. When I saw that picture, it has become the cover photo for our Twitter, and it has stayed there until <laughs> – until we get like a like a coach hand zoom on like a game winning field goal where he's just like turned around not looking like just like let me know when it's over. And I found out that's a I wouldn't say like a superstition, but Tyrese Richie is the one who got him into that. So I thought that was that was a pretty cool fun tidbit to find out. But Rocky for you, a lot of memorable moments here in your first year as a husky but if you had to pick one, what would you say? Uh, you know, kind of going off what these guys said, I say the entire two minute drill and two point conversion in Georgia Tech was to win the game. I think that really just kind of set the tone of the season and really just laid the groundwork for, for apparently what was going to happen in the next 10 games. <laughs> yeah, they will say that you guys are cooking with grease and like that game. I think, like, from the jump, from the very output, because you guys took control of that game really. I think you brought like a 14 0 lead to halftime. We didn't really have, like, an offensive identity last year. Like, we didn't really, you know, we would run the ball okay at times. We would pass the ball great at times. But I think, like, the way that you guys have explained, so, like, at the beginning, of the year, you know, how you weren't getting as many opportunities to pass. You set up the run game to the point where it's, like, death taxes and us getting this first down on 32 with our running backs. And then, like, I think that causes the defenses to cheat up to where it's, like, yo, I can go put 350, 400 on your head if you don't. You know, keep yourself honest. So, with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm, I know I sound like a, like a father, like a coach, but I'm extremely proud of the work that you guys have been able to put in throughout the season to be in the position that you guys are in. And, and, and on a reverse end of that spectrum, I'm very thankful that you guys all put up with me for an hour, about an hour a week and sometimes more, maybe 15, 20 minutes at the Chesapeake. But it's been a lot of fun getting to know you guys better getting the fans to know who you guys are. And now you guys have the opportunity of a lifetime on Saturday. we we'll go down the line. Final thoughts. we we'll start with uh, Rocky. Final thoughts ahead of this weekend's matchup against Penn State. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited for the opportunity. I think it'll be something that will run for the rest of our lives. And, you know, it, it'll be good to win a championship. But especially for all the young guys, you know, trying to get them more So, yeah, it starts to Got to get that ring. Clint, for you. What would you say is your uh, your final wrap up thoughts towards or ahead of this week's game? Yeah, just let it loose. You know that's how we've gotten here. You know, not playing tight, just playing complimentary football offense. Just 
do what we do. You know, it's, it's just another game, and you know, let's just let it, let it loose out there. So uh, no weather that we got to worry about, and a trophy on the line. But you know, one and zero this week, and then and then you guys roll to that bowl game, and like Brady and Liam were talking about, the opportunity to have the ten win season is still very much on the board. You just got to win the next two games. So. Liam, for you, any uh, final wrap up thoughts ahead of this week's weekend's uh, match championship? Shake and bake, roll dolls. <laughs> Yo, that Rocky movie quote when Illinois did the tweet had me dying. Rocky broke the internet, bro. Brandon, for you, uh, any final thoughts ahead of this week's match championship? Hey, live in the moment, find a way to win a football game, and let's see you guys go 1 0 this week. Once again, we thank everyone for joining us at the MAC Championship Live Huskies on Tap podcast from Fatty's Pub and Grill. Today we were joined by Fatty's sponsored athletes Rocky Lombardi, Clint Rakovich, Liam Sorahan, and Braden Patton. A recorded version of this show will be available in the morning wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back during bowl season, but as we know, uh, we won't find out who these guys are going to be playing until this Sunday. So for our final show of the season, just stay tuned to our Twitter page and our Instagram page, and we'll get the news out to you guys. Again, my name is Brandon Suarez, and my work can be found at Huskies on Tap on Twitter or Instagram as well. And then our company website is ontapsportsnet.com. We really do appreciate you for being here with us tonight. And make sure if you're not able to travel to Detroit for the MAC Championship, get over to Fatties. We're going to be hosting an away game watch party here. Kickoff is at 11, and roll dogs. Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitches, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart away.